God is not magic. He is mystery. The weeks following Pascha, the church prescribes a series of readings which take certain aspects of our faith head on. Doubt, Thomas Sunday. Suffering and loneliness, the paralytic. Finding God, the Samaritan woman. And this week, we have seeing and knowing God, the blind man. Now there's many, many beautiful aspects to this story, and His Eminence has teased out a lot of them in his weekly address. If you get that correspondence from the metropolis, it's very important and worthwhile. But namely, he says in the points from the story that it's natural to want to find a reason for bad things in our lives. Thus the question, who sinned? This man's parents or this man? The virtuous patience and humility of the man born blind is also another aspect. He had a horrible lot in life by anyone's standard, yet he patiently endures and he has a bit of a sense of humor. Nowadays, we don't know how to suffer. We want all pain taken away, so we take pills and go to the doctors. And so we do not develop virtuous patience. A third thing, as Eminence points out, is God's grace and power. He uses mud and spittle to create an ocular nerve, a pupil, an iris, a cornea, a retina, and give a man born blind sight. Now that's power. So, we also see, and there's point number four, that our role in salvation is cooperation and obedience. Go wash your eyes in the pool of Siloam, one who is sent. What a coincidence. Obedience and action are important in our Christian life. And the fifth thing he mentions is enduring resentment and misunderstanding of others. The Pharisees couldn't figure it out. God healing on the Sabbath day didn't make sense in their matrix of who God was and what their faith taught. They weren't ready to let go of their sincerely held religious beliefs in the face of the obvious God had just done something really important. Pay attention. So the lesson here is we have to constantly be ready to let go of things when there is more compelling evidence that perhaps you don't understand everything. You trust in God, something bad happens, you think, well, maybe I was wrong, maybe there is no God, so you lose your faith. Well, no, maybe what you assumed about what God would do for you is wrong, and that needs adjusting. Maybe protecting yourself against suffering and pain is the opposite of faith and belief. 
Maybe taking up your cross and following Christ means fighting through your afflictions, your weaknesses, your addictions, your propensities, not abandoning the fight. Jordan Peterson says life is a series of explorations trying to find out what is true. And when your hypothesis doesn't match up with reality, or there is a deeper reality that you have to understand, then be ready to change. Let it go. But for heaven's sake, don't just sit down and don't become a protectionist. You can't insulate yourself against life. You will die. Be a new wineskin. Stay flexible. Learn to grow. Keep the faith. But the Pharisees, what they, the Pharisees had no answer for was whether the spiritual life was what they thought it was or how to explain this spiritual reality. A blind man sees. Now, according to their matrix, his blindness was a result of his or his parents' sin. Neither says Christ, but so that God's glory might be revealed. He makes a lot, we, we make a lot of assumptions about God that are wrong. We look at the spiritual life as subjective, almost superstitious or magical sometimes. God wants me to have a nice car. Name it. Claim it. No. Pain and suffering are punishment from God. Well, no. It might just be self-inflicted. God wants me to be happy. Well, maybe. Maybe not. What makes you happy might not be good for you, especially if it involves copious amounts of drugs and alcohol. Perhaps joy would be a better term because that seems not to be rooted in circumstances but is more an attitude of the heart. One who is thankful, even in the face of suffering, has joy. So in all this we see that faith requires discernment and a willingness to continually correct your perception of reality. Not to become a Stoic or a Cynic, that's way too easy and a bit of a cop-out, because then you effectively close yourself off to God rather than entering into the mystery of life, trusting God and knowing He loves you and He will never leave you or forsake you. Use this as your solid foundation so that you will interpret life's challenges and suffering in the proper way without throwing the baby, Christ, out with the bathwater, life and all its glories and all its challenges. It is the only way. Consider our mothers. As children, they are godlike figures, able to meet every need, able to comfort and heal every wound. Well, as we grow up, the shine begins to fade and we start to see their faults. And then we get angry at them because they are not perfect and then they can't do anything right. Teenage years. Well, yes, 
They are not the God we put up on a pedestal. So yes, they are necessarily going to fall. And yes, we are necessarily going to be disappointed. But again, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. They are our mother. They may not be perfect, but neither are you. They are worthy of our love and respect. And if you can get over your disillusionment for a moment, you might discover their personhood. They have the same quirks, the same ups and downs, the same successes and failures we all do, but they have something else. They gave us life, and that is worth everything. So figure it out. Find a way. Love God, love your mother, trust in God, be a person, be grateful for life, figure it out. It is why we are here. And those that figure it out the best, we call saints. Happy Mother's Day. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.